We're big fans of clones, doubles, and doppelgangers here at Realm, and have several shows on the topic, which you are well aware of since you're a listener of this one. In honor of our latest clone story, Echo Park, starring Harry Shum Jr., please enjoy this bonus episode where four creative producers sat down to chat all things clone and media. And when you're done listening to this episode, be sure to check out Echo Park and Orphan Black, the next chapter, for even more clone shenanigans. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just nine. $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Oh, yeah. So then there's this, like, the, the key scene we have to talk about in some of these, like, high sci-fi action movies is, like, the body floating in water in, like, a suspension <laughs> yeah. tank. You know? <laughs> Hello, my name's Nicole Otto. I'm a producer at Realm. Welcome to our Clone Roundtable. I'm sitting down with three of Realm's excellent producers to chat about all things clones in media. Why clone stories are so popular in movies and TV and books, the tropes that work, some that we think don't, and what themes clones allow storytellers to explore. Echo Park stars Harry Shum Jr. and it's set in a near future LA in which clones exist. If you haven't checked out the series yet, don't worry. There won't be any spoilers in this episode, but we will be discussing spoilers for the book Never Let Me Go by Kazuro Ishiguro and the movies The Island and Species. Hi, I'm Marco Palmieri, senior producer and also the producer of uh, Realm's other clone show, Orphan Black, The Next Chapter. I'm Michael Cantor, also a producer here at Realm. Hi, um, my name is Rhoda. Uh, I am the producer on Echo Park, and I really love this season. Um, you know, Echo Park is about a detective who goes undercover as his clone to find his clone's murderer. Uh, but increasingly, he realizes he has an obsession with this life, which he maybe likes better. Uh, and all the while he's discovering he and his clone um, are at the center of a really deep conspiracy. And a serial killer is on the loose. And uh, now our detective is the primary target. So uh, it's set in a near future L.A. And it's a gritty psychological thriller. And you should absolutely check it out. I second that. It is so much fun to listen to. <clears throat> so for our first question, I wanted to talk about what common themes do you think that clone stories explore? Marco, you want to go first? Sure. I'd say uh, common themes uh, that clone stories explore are usually uh, questions of identity and uh, nature versus nurture. Because, uh, you know, clone stories are, are basically about doppelgangers who mm-hmm. are genetically identical to uh, uh, to the originals, uh, but 
um, they haven't lived through the same experiences. So often the differences between the original and the clone or between different clones of the same person, the core of the story is about what differentiates them more than what makes them the, what makes them the same. Yeah, and I think like, you know, it also, like just to jump off of that, it also like kind of on a larger philosophical like level, it like asks what it means to be human because of that question, right? Like you have like the, the constellation of this, like the uncanny, the existential, like the ethical ramifications of it. Um, like when you think about the identity of like who is real is like a question I think that like keeps coming up again. And to Marco's point, Curtis Shen, the lead writer of this, uh, when we first started working on this, he told me that like one of his pet peeves about clone stories is thus this idea that they're the same person, you know? Um, whereas like really what they are is they're a genetic twin shifted perhaps in time, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, it, it will, it'll always come down to that nature versus nurture element for me. I would also add to, um, for me, it's kind of about like stepping outside of yourself and kind of seeing like the path not taken. Because I think all of us like have this sort of like, uh, you know, we go through like thoughts of like, what happened if I made this decision? Like, what would my life be if I did this instead of this? Stuff so like clones are a way of like mm-hmm. seeing what does this other self look like? What does this other life look like? You know, with this like obsession that we have with like the path not taken. So I think clones are a way to to look at that and sort of like explore different ways of like what our lives could have been. And also how much of or who and what a person is, is determined by their genetics. I also think, I, I mean, I really agree with what you're saying, Michael. It's the idea that if you could make a different choice, if you were put into different circumstances, how would you turn out and how scary that could be if you're a person who is unhappy maybe with your current lot and then you're seeing this alternate version of you that has everything that you wanted. I've seen that a lot. No, it's. I was just going to say like all, all of that like makes it kind of like the the perfect framing for a psychological thriller, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because there's just like, because all of these questions that it asks ourselves, it's just, it's, it's really, really, really compelling, you know, and I think it shows up a lot in like a lot of interesting ways in media. It yeah. also leads to one of my favorite tropes, which is the the parent trap trope of uh, switching places and living the other life that you wish you could have had. That's so funny that you went like really light, you know? <laughs> A serial killer on the also, LA. I was thinking of um, when you were talking about like... Uh, questions of ethics when it comes to cloning, Rhoda. I was thinking about Never Let Me Go. So I also went super mm-hmm. dark. I don't know if anyone's ever read that, but basically... A uh, group of clones are being raised on a farm for for organ transplants. Is that a spoiler? Yeah. Is that a massive spoiler? It's not a spoiler. It's it is, but you know the book's like twenty five years old at this point, so I think you're okay. You know, okay. Uh, um, <laughs> we can also just like put in a spoiler alert for other things besides Echo Park. But actually, yeah, I mean that's uh, that book was um, actually one of the main inspirations for this pitch. It was that, um, and uh, so that's yeah. So never let me go is Ishiguro. And Mm -hmm. um, The Likeness by Tana French, who's an Irish crime novelist, um, which Mm -hmm. is not actually about a clone, but it is is about somebody who looks so much like the detective and kind of the same questions arise. So I I think it's like, I think it's really interesting because I was thinking of like my favorite um, like clone movies or 
you know, just like clone related media. And it's like, there's, there's one that hits all these, there's like a, a category that hits all these themes that we're talking about, right? Like, which is like, uh, you know, identity, the questions of identity, um, nurture versus nurture, all of these things. And then there's like, there's like blockbusters that are like clone adjacent. There's like one plot point, like, you know, like, like, uh, Resurrection, Aliens Resurrection is just like, <laughs> she was cloned so that like could bring Sigourney Weaver back like 200 years later. <laughs> but like, otherwise, it's not. And like, apart from the gags, or not gags, but apart from like this kind of like consistent re-upping of like, you know, quips where she talks about how like, you know, they're like, what happened? She's like, I died. Well, I mean, it's funnier than that, but like <laughs> actually doesn't necessarily deal with like these questions of identity in a larger way. It's, it's like a vehicle for like the blockbuster but i you know yeah. i i think they're both really 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 fun yeah i don't know what what were you guys like thinking of when this conversation came up like you know uh movies i mean movies and books favorite stories that explore mm-hmm. some of these themes because what you're describing rota sounds more like a plot device right it's cloning as plot device right which is which is also really fun i mean like i think that that movie also successfully like does a thing where you know Sigourney Weaver's so good in everything she does so she's just like it's scary right I died and I came back so it has like that identity element but like the stuff that like I thought really hit these themes are actually like kind of they're all kind of bad but they're so bad that they're good (laughs) right which is Gemini Man Will Smith love him oh never seen it adding it to the list (laughs) okay <laughs> um, replicas, Keanu Reeves. Very excited uh, about that. Um, anyway, I could I could go on, but I would love like, and we can talk about those a little bit more. But I don't know what were you guys like thinking of? Did you guys go more intellectual and heady than I did? Probably. <laughs> I think I went like lighter. Like we we're talking about clones. The first thing that came to my mind was Clone High. Like the MTV cartoon <laughs> from like the nineties. I've never heard of it. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's, it's such, I feel like it was way ahead of its time. So basically, it's a show about about clones, but it's clones with like famous people throughout history. So I think there's like Joan of Arc, Cleopatra, Gandhi, JFK, and Abe Lincoln, but they're cloned as teenagers and they're in like a modern high school. <laughs> and it's just funny to see these like personalities, like what they would be as teenagers <laughs> in the modern world. So like Abe Lincoln is like a total dork and Joan of Arc is like the rebel badass girl and Cleopatra is like the hot popular girl. So it was like funny to I see love them it. like <laughs> play in this like world. So I thought that was like the first thing. Where can I, where can I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's streaming. We have to see if it's streaming somewhere, but it's such a great show. <laughs> No, this is so bold. What a bold concept. Incredible. I smell a podcast. Um, What about you, Marco? Well, it's going to come as no surprise to anybody that, you know, I mean, I I think Orphan Black, that you know, the TV Mm -hmm. show did a fantastic job exploring these issues. Uh, I was a huge fan of the show before, you know, I worked on the podcast version. But uh, apart from that, I mean, I also liked, uh, Swan Song, which came out last year, uh, about a uh, man who finds out he's dying, um, and his wife—you know—he has a wife, and they're about to have a baby, and uh, he's given the opportunity to be cloned and have his clone replace him after he's gone, but without telling his family. Oh. So, so there's there's Damn. no interruption. Uh, yeah, it wow. it, uh, it it's not a, it's not perfect, but it's a beautiful concept, and the actors in it are great. One that um, 
I kind of dug was uh, Moon uh, about um, that one was great. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you know the one? Okay, yeah. yeah. About a guy I mean, living, li- living on the moon by himself. You know, refine. You know, it's a, it's a the refining moon dust uh, to uh, sift the lithium out of it. I think, and and ship it back to Earth. But it's a one man operation with a lot of automation. And uh, well, spoiler alert: whenever he dies, he's replaced by a clone. But uh, he doesn't know it until one of his clones actually goes out to repair something and finds his own body out in the, at the repair site. So it's, it's, that's, that's when it gets really twisty and fun for unsettling clone stories. Uh, I got to go back to the 1970s and cite the boys from Brazil, which mm. uh, was a novel. And then a couple of years later was a movie with a great cast, Gregory Peck, Laurence Olivier, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. James Mason, Great actors, not that great a movie, but but from a concept standpoint, I mean, it's about it's about the possibility of cloning Hitler in the present day. And, oh wow, <laughs> that's going to be a no. You're not going to get much darker than that, right? You know, it's a bad idea. You know, yeah. But yeah, those those are my picks. Oh yeah, that's worth checking out. I want to see that. Or read it, I guess. Um, yeah, so, like, okay, so d- the premise of Gemini Man is, I mean, Will Smith's in it, so, need you know, do you need to know more? But, okay, it's about, like, of course, he's, like, an assassin who's excellent in his job, decades of experience, but as he's getting older, he goes up against the other best assassin who is a version of himself as 20 years younger that has been cloned. And, uh, um, and like, so, uh, watching the movie is truly a strange experience because it's like very good CGI, but it's still, it's still CGI. Do you know what I mean? So it's like him like fighting and like doing all of these like crazy acrobatic like action scenes where they're trying to kill each other. Um, with like Will Smith of uh, Fresh Prince era, you know, and then so that's what I really wanted to see. I wanted to see <laughs> Fresh Prince Will Smith fighting, you know, present day Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, actually, no, no, just like Fresh Prince fighting Will Smith, like you know, <laughs> in character. Um, so there's that one, and then replicas is actually a super great concept, which is. Um, and I like the I like the way they handled the POV, but you know, kind of in similar theme. It's uh, Keanu Reeves, who's my whole heart, and uh, he is a scientist. And um, you know, something he's he's a brilliant scientist, and he's working on um, like advanced technology and you know human DNA stuff. And like, kind of partway through the movie, or very soon in, you realize that like something is amiss. And his family, his wife confronts him and she learns that um, she and her two children died in a car accident. So he like clones them. Um, And, and, and now, you know, people have found out and this is like, you know, um, like just, there are all kinds of questions ethically abound, but uh, he really loves that family. So then they're like on a run. So it becomes like, <laughs> becomes like a chase movie, you know? Um, and I really need to bring up this one, which is a show called Living With Yourself. Did anyone see that with Paul Rudd? Paul Rudd? I, I never yeah. watched it, but I want to see it because I love him. Did you see it, Michael? What'd you think? No, I didn't see it. I didn't see it, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I, I watched it. I thought I thought it was great. 
Yeah, it's super solid. I kept expecting them to announce the second season, but I guess I guess it's not happening. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was awesome. It was. It I, mean, all I mean, the, the premise, notes, you know, the premise is over the top. You know, <laughs> obviously, you know this 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 little you know strip mall operation that produces clones. <laughs> right, but it, it had this. That, that's what I. That's what I loved about it is that it was really like hand wavy in the same way like yeah. Eternal Sunshine is with memory. It's just right. like this is a thing that's possible. So then now we're we've like bypassed all of these like world building things because it's like really just a character study um, about a schlubby guy who like really is you know unhappy with his life and you know in in the throes of midlife or not in the throes like in a midlife crisis and then like. His, this relationship he has with his wife, you know, who like increasingly becomes more impressed with like different versions of him rather than him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you should watch it, Nicole. It really is. I think I would love this. The wife is Andy McDowell, right? Is that who that is? Or did I make that up? Andy McDowell was the wife in Multiplicity, which was the clone movie oh, with Michael Keaton. Oh, shit. <laughs> I saw that movie. I saw that movie when I was so young. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to look at multiplicity now. Oh, and Eugene Levy too. <laughs> yeah, there were like all kinds of blasts from the past when I was just like, because I was like, it alien resurrection. Because like, oh yeah. So then there's this like the, the key scene we have to talk about. And some of these like high sci-fi action movies is like the body floating in water in like a suspension <laughs> tank, you know. <laughs> Prerequisite uh, for, for it to be considered a clone movie for real. But <laughs> well, they're, they're they're grown in vats, right? I mean, you know, amniotic fluids. Yes. Also, but, floating like that is very calming. You can actually book sessions to go float mm-hmm. in sensory deprivation chambers. So maybe it's so that they don't wake up, gain consciousness, and are like, what the hell right. am I? Who am I? Okay, wait, I actually have to pause for uh, like a like a science question, which is a clone cannot be birthed through like, uh, you know, the birth canal. Like the, there's no way to like install. If you create an embryo, right? And presumably, you know, the, the the clone has to start out, you know, from, mm-hmm. from a small sampling of cells and then grow into a zygote and beyond that into an embryo. Then I suppose you could transplant the uh, the embryo uh, into um, uh, a surrogate mother, yeah, uh, okay. to 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 carry it to term. So yeah, so so. Strictly I mean, speaking, not I don't as exciting could... of a visual, sure, but you know, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> or, or not, I mean, wildly exciting because that's like real life. Most, <laughs> most, most clone stories, though, seem to involve, um, you know, uh, uh, faster than normal maturity yeah. of the clone <laughs> yeah. in question, so they okay, have so they this. can interact uh-huh. with you know the original. <laughs> Although I guess, I guess. I'm thinking Orphan Black. They were born, right? In Orphan Black, they were they had mothers. They were all cloned at the same time from a host. Right. They had different mothers, right? That's that's true. That's true. Yeah. You're right yeah. about that. They were yeah. they were they were birthed. Yeah. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, Echo Park is, you know, they're, they're similar ages. Um, you are a similar age to your clone. Um, although I, I still remember in It Never Let Me Go, there was a whole, like, story, I guess, like, here, we can't spoil We've already spoiled Never Let Me Go. Or maybe you'll take it out early. <laughs> well, I was actually, I was thinking about The Island. Did anyone see The Island, the movie from 2005? That's the one with Ewan McGregor? Yes, I saw it. I remember I went Naomi to see it specifically Watts, right? because I loved him so much in Moulin Rouge. It's actually Scarlett Johansson. And then Boromir is also in it. Sean Bean. But it's, I, <laughs> it's such a... <laughs> How does he die in that one? <laughs> he must die. Poor man. His characters never survive. I, I was just thinking about that when we're talking about Never Let Me Go, and I've already spoiled this, but it's the same concept. Again, it's, a, it's people being raised for organ transplants, basically to be harvested for, other, oh. for their primary's health. Wait, I remember this. They're on an island and they think that they win a lottery. No, yes. To leave the island, right? And then they're just going to go and get their body cut up so that they can like give away a kidney or whatever or do the things. That's, oh God, I spoiled the island too. I'll put a spoil <laughs> alert for the island and for Never Let Me Go. <laughs> but what an interesting case study on how you could take a similar concept or a similar like nugget right. of a, yeah, a yeah, seed yeah. for an idea mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and put it in, and execute it in two wildly different directions because you never let me go is so character driven. It's written very in a very literary style. The movie adaptation, which I really love with Carrie Mulligan and um, Kara Knightley, and I believe Andrew Garfield mm-hmm. in one of his earlier roles. Um, Pre Spider Man, yeah, he's very. It's very languid. It's very heart wrenching. Um, kind of quiet. But then you look at the island, which is like bam, bam, blockbuster in every sense of the world. The word I think it's you know produced by Michael Bay, who's like very known for those kinds of movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael, you haven't shared your favorite clone stories yet, though. There was one that's it. It kind of goes into like the more um, like chilling sort of like version of clones. But there is an episode of an anime called My Hero Academia, uh, which is about like mm. uh, teenage superheroes like going to a superhero academy. Um, but one of the villains that they face is a character named Twice, and he's able to clone himself like that's his superpower. Um, but he gets to a point where he makes so many clones of himself that they start to argue which one is the original. And <laughs> like, and even he like gets confused because he has so many of himself. He's like, maybe I'm not me. So it gets to the point where they they start to kill each other because they're like, no, I'm the original. So they literally start <laughs> to kill each other, and he's the only one left. And afterwards, he refuses to use his powers, and he's left with dissociative identity disorder because he's not Ooh. sure if he is the original him. Wow. This kind of brings up, though, you know, my my pet peeve with 
clone stories, which you brought up earlier, uh, Rhoda, when when you, you mentioned what Kurt has said about mm-hmm, them, mm-hmm. and that is, you know, you you don't clone memories and you don't clone personalities. So, if human cloning were to become real, that stuff would never happen. It's the kind of thing that that I prefer clone fiction to avoid, you know, if mm-hmm. possible. Although I know it can generate some cool drama, but I, I, yeah, it just bugs me when a clone story uh, is predicated on the idea of of of, of uh, a clone that has the memories and personality mm-hmm. of its original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just a pet peeve. That's interesting because it touches on a theme that we didn't talk about, but seems to be an element of swan song, which is the idea of cloning as a as a way to cope with loss. Yeah. And I think that's why people are cloning their pets, or you can clone your pets now. So you never actually have but to that's lose the thing. them. It's not the same pet, right? It's just it's just physically identical. It's mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it doesn't remember you. It has to relearn everything about you. You have to relearn everything about it because it hasn't lived the same life. So it's not the same. It's a totally different expression of yeah. the, that that thing that you loved. Exactly. Um, although I will say that I did meet a woman who had cloned her Pomeranian. And I was like, oh, <gasps> is this real? <laughs> I still actually wonder because I'm just like, was she trolling me? That's so crazy, you know, or not crazy. I mean, you know, loss drives us to do really intense things. And, Mm. um, and like, you know, I mean, and also this, like the, the idea of like, you know, when you're just like cloning for, um, to compensate for a loss, however misguided and like all of the kind of, dissociative like mental things that like you know unfurl from this um echo park cool because it like actually like every episode is like is named after um a mental health like issue people might be going through whether or not it's a disorder or or, you know a stage of something in development and i think it's like really cool and really fun to look at you know (laughs) in terms of thematically what they were trying to say when they were drawing out Yeah. 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 Mm, I mean, cool. it's really, really, really so heady and thoughtful. Um, I love the show. Yeah. My other pet peeve is the whole idea of cloning humans to harvest their organs. Because we, <laughs> we now know we now know you can harvest organs and other body parts by themselves. You don't right. have to it's create a, a whole, hum- yeah. whole human being to do that. So you can yeah. sidestep that ethical quandary, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, you you know what does cloning? This isn't cloning, but I do want to bring it up because I think it touches on all these themes that we're talking about. Has anyone watched Severance? Yeah. Okay, do you want me to just like bounce out right now before? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I will say is that okay. it is, the concept is essentially that um, you lose part of yourself when you go to work. Like you divide yourself. So I've seen the first two episodes. So I, I do know that. Which Oh, but I see what you mean. Like, yeah, you part you partition you partition your memories. Basically. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. The, but it hits on the same kind of elements thematically is what you're talking about in terms of yeah, because if you don't have your memories while you're working or your personal or, or your personal ties or, or you don't you know know who know who you're going home to at the end Ooh. of the day or where you're coming from, like you kind of develop a different personality. You develop a work personality, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. the show the main character is played by Adam Scott, and then you see him outside of the office and you see him in the office, and he is two different people. And then they use that to explore loss, which we were talking about, and coping with loss. It's an excellent show. I think it's been nominated for 14 Emmys. 
it's a slow burn, but it really like builds up steam as it goes. And by the time you get to the finale, you're like, what? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I'm excited. Yeah. I I meant to revisit it. Yes. So I'm pumped. No clubs. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's still, you know, I'm still considering it for these reasons. It's sure. still a clone sure. thing to me, whereas something like Alien Resurrection right. and, oh, you know what I was thinking of too? You know what else involved a clone? Um, <laughs> and this was like clone for femme fatale reasons, but did anyone see that movie Species? Where? Oh, um, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is it? Okay. Does anyone want to give give us the premise? It's been so long. I can't remember. I would actually love like a as you remember it. I forget if she was like she was made in a lab, right? She was, no, she was an alien. She was an alien. Yeah, yeah came, mm-hmm. she came right. out of a pod, right? Yeah, yeah. she was yeah. like an alien clone hybrid, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, she's obviously sexy, and they had made like you know they. Had, I think this is like the second movie, but they had made the um, the species a woman this time because they're just like, it'll be more docile. Except, ha, inversion. Now she's too sexy to stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> like too many people want to have sex with her for her to be stoppable. <laughs> That's like, really? Is that the ad line? Too sexy to stop? <laughs> oh my God, incredible. <laughs> in marketing. That's no, but that's like a really kind of that was like kind like embedded in my mind that they're just like, oh, you know, we'll make it a female so it's more docile. And then um well speaking of spoilers, it's totally absurd. She's like basically oh, this is this movie's so absurd. She is like on a killing rampage looking to procreate. <laughs> and, and there's like one scene where she's like, you know, um, DTF with some guy who she meets at a club and then she like just suddenly is not into it and then he's like not okay with that and then she ends up killing him because he's like, you know, being kind of a dick. Didn't she have like a potential partner that she um, pulled away from because she smelled cancer on him or something? Yeah, that's the, that's what it was. Is that like, yeah. and then they like, they like go and um, they go to the crime scene and it's like he had to inject insulin or something, you know? So he like wasn't like an ideal mate. And then you realize this is so funny. Actually, it's hysterical. Like it sounds like a fake pitch, but it turns <laughs> it out like that the, No, it turns out that the that the the person she wants to mate with is the main detective looking for her because he's like Ooh. the perfect whatever. Do you know what I mean? So now she's <laughs> hunting him. <laughs> it's so it's so it's so bad it's good. And, and that's so, you know, that's it's like a kind of it's it's a clone movie with an asterisk next to it. I, I, I need one. to watch this. I love I, uh, you've uh, mentioned a few so bad it's good movies. That's two hours you're never gonna get back. I know. I bet you there's like a super cut or something, you know? Or I could just I could just tell you like all the memorable scenes, which is that of course you know, because she's so hot, right? So there is like one scene where like all these people are waiting to get into a club and she like just walks up and takes off her shirt and then they're like, oh, come in. You know what I mean? They like don't know what to do. Like nobody in this movie knows what to do around a pretty person. You know, they're just like lose their minds. Just like a psychosis. It's That's what she inspires. So I do. I, I do. I love a So Bad It's Good movie. It, it's a great type of genre for me. I, I think that that is a, a real thing. You could have something that is abysmal to the point it's a masterpiece. 
To go back to clones, I have a question. If you could clone yourself, would you? And why or why not? Absolutely not. And the reason is, I think there are too, there's still too many moral and ethical questions, you know, uh, connected to human cloning. Um, and there's too high a likelihood that some idiot is going to argue successfully that clones aren't people, they're property. So, yeah, there's no reason to clone fully sentient humans. None. There's no advantage to it. There's no nothing to be gained by it, uh, especially, you know, even the harvesting thing doesn't work because, as I said earlier, if you need, if, 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 if someone needs a spare organ, they can clone a liver. You know, they don't have to clone a whole person. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. Um, I wouldn't do it for, like, less high-minded reasons. I'm just, like, <laughs> I would just be, like, too competitive. You know what I mean? And, 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 like, I guess maybe you could argue that, like, if the clone's a baby, I wouldn't be competitive with a baby. But, like, I can't promise you anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's, my, it's, it's like, an identical genetic material. And, like, that, like, like that, that's the part that weirds me out, is that it's, I know it's not me. But it feels like it's me. And I don't like that. So, mm-hmm. but but also ethical issues, obviously, first and foremost. <laughs> one of me is enough. I don't need another one running around somewhere. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my yeah my other answer was going to be yeah the world doesn't need two. Yeah, we don't need two of me. One is too many. We don't need enough. <laughs> There's actually like uh like in Echo Park there is. Uh, a thematic refrain that a lot of the different characters go through, which is that they like, you know, it's called Echo Park because, well, it's it's set in Echo Park, but also the terminology that the clone community uses is Echo and Source. And so, mm-hmm. uh, um, and so, you know, there's, there, there's uh, Echo being, um, Echo being like the clone. And uh, there's like a movement within the clone community to like, I mean, there's just like an increasing obsession with your, you know, quote unquote original or your source and, and then like backlash against like, we don't need them and stuff like that. But, you know, it it comes up once in a while, like this idea of oftentimes it comes up like a sibling, right? Like, like, Mm. like the curiosity and the wonder of what it would be like to not be alone, you know? And, Mm. um, and it's interesting how that's the way the question manifests itself when you know when, when you learn someone's out there, I mean, some of the characters don't mm-hmm. even know where they learn throughout the course of um, the season that they have a clone. So then, you know, you're, you're feeling, you're dealing with like that fallout. Yeah, Orphan Black did a lot of that too, where mm. the clones were not aware of what they were until uh, they met others like themselves. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, there were whole storylines and, and questions raised about whether or not to make clones self-aware and what the mm-hmm. ramifications of that would be within the context of the of the Orphan Black universe. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun stuff. It was fun stuff on the TV yeah. show, and yeah, mm-hmm. fun fun stuff to explore in the in the podcast version. Yeah, they make a sisterhood. They call each other sisters, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The ones who uh, who form a, a small community, the beginnings of a small community, like the, they they become a sisterhood. I also would not clone myself for all the reasons that you stated. I think if I grew up with my clone, it would, and they just looked exactly like me, and we were we were nurtured the same way. Yeah, that it would be like having a twin in some mm-hmm. way, like an identical yeah. twin. Yeah. And then if I didn't, if I if I now I'm like I will clone myself, and I raise the 
baby, then that feels wildly narcissistic to just mother myself as a right in that way. Yeah, you got to ask the question: Why do it this way? <laughs> why, why, why create another human being this way when yeah. you know procreation is possible, adoption is possible? You know, uh, yeah, so I just, many I things. Just, yeah, the, the, it, it, uh, human cloning just—I mean, from a from a real life standpoint, human cloning doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, it's you a know. God complex thing. People are just right, like, I right. Want to be able to do it? Yeah, let's do it because we can. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. If you could introduce a clone plot line into any TV show. Ooh, oh, I love this one. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't have to be sci-fi or fantasy or something mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to be believable. You could do it for only murders in the building. Oliver has a clone, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Is that yours? <laughs> no, but I would be delighted. <laughs> yeah. It's not bad. I think I want to go light and introduce like a strange love triangle in like something, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think of like a light show that I watched recently. I'm going to say industry. I don't know if anyone has watched industry at all. Um, it's an HBO show. It premiered in 2020. It's about basically trading in the finance world in London. And the second season just started in 2022. I think it, I think it largely went under the radar because of everything happening in 2020, but now it's now it's back and it's getting a lot of critical acclaim and it's brilliant. And uh, I think I would put the clone plotline there because the uh, main characters would be trying to get people to invest in some kind of cloning firm, and then that would be that would be like the major thread throughout the whole series. Like, there's this <laughs> new incredible technology and we need our guys to invest in this for our firm. And then it would it would kind of skirt any sci-fi or fantasy and become all about like avariciousness. And, um, but I also think that it's such a smart show that it would explore all of the themes that we were talking about as well. That's my answer. Oh, mine's really off the wall. I think that I would, now that, now that, like I've wrapped my head around it. I would clone uh, Tom from Secession. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just like need more of his dialogue and I need his dialogue to be bouncing off of his own dialogue. Do you know what I mean? I just want two of those people being fucking nuts and like neurotic and competitive and, um, you know, and I think it could go in interesting ways because one could like kind of really, whichever one, right, the source of the echo could, um, you know, remain wildly dedicated to Shiv. And then the other one could just like go off and do like other nefarious things, which is like, you know, a thing that the, sh- the show is already exploring. So that's what, that's, that's mine. Rhoda, I know exactly what you mean by that because I, for the same reasons, I would clone Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just to watch two of him play off each other. He would love that. He's so into himself, too. Oh, God. I love that. Incredible. Nadja would be also pleased. I would introduce a clone plotline into Gilmore Girls because I could see like, so there's a character, Taylor Dozy, who's like the talent select man. He's like basically like the mayor of Stars Hollow. And he's always doing like these kooky like talent events. So I can see him doing like the Stars Hollow cloning event. And everyone's like, what the hell? Like, what are you doing? And like, 
all of the characters, like all the townspeople are like these kooky, like character actors. So I can see them like riffing and doing all these like weird versions of themselves, like as their clones, which could be like super fun. And then also that way, like if you clone the Gilmore girls, they can see that they are not the center of the universe. So there's another one of them, either that or <laughs> they would just fall in, or they would just fall in love with themselves because they are very self-centered. So they would just fall in love with their clones. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible <laughs> answer. <laughs> Uh, I'm also just picturing a season of succession in which one Tom is working for the dad and one is working for the siblings. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. like, just really working both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. I could see it. And then they would, like, kind of, like, convene in secret, you know what I mean? In some, like, secret corner office and then just be, like, really fucking, like, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just, like, really freaking out at each other. (laughs) ready. Let's write the spec scripts. Let's do it. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out Echo Park starring Harry Shum Jr. wherever you get your podcasts. minutes. A transplant candidate dies while waiting for a compatible heart, liver, or kidney. Imagine a technology that could provide those life-saving transplant organs for a high price, and imagine what a company would do to monopolize that technology. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists unlocks this holy grail of medicine by reverse engineering the genomes of all mammals, creating an animal with organs perfectly suitable for human transplantation. They envisioned a docile herd animal, but one team member had another, darker vision. This ancestor is anything but docile. The team's work spawns something big, something evil, something very, very hungry. Ancestor is a complete serialized fiction podcast by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler with all episodes available. Binge the entire story now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.